0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Master, For we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you.
1: Good morning, you guys.
0: Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with new morning mercies, so without further ado, Tori's can take it from here.
1: Yes, y'all, let's do it. It says this, corporate worship reminds you that hope is not a situation, location, idea, or thing. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. Titus 3, 4-8 through 8 says this, The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. Everyone wants it. It's the thing that fuels what we do. It's the thing that stimulates courage and perseverance. It's what gets you through the tough times and keeps you from quitting. It's hard to be happy and hard to get up and continue— When you don't have any of it, what is it? Hope, of course. Everyone craves hope. Now, the radical message of the Bible, captured well by the Titus passage, is that sturdy hope, hope that won't ever fail you or leave you embarrassed, is only found vertically. The horizontal situations, locations, experiences, and relationships of everyday life are dangerous places to look for hope. Why? They all fail you. First, everywhere you could look horizontally has been affected by the fall in some way. There are simply no perfectly ideal situations, no paradise locations, no completely satisfying experiences, and surely no perfect people this side of eternity. Add to this the fact that all of these things are fleeting. None of them last. Every horizontal thing this side of eternity— is in the process of decay. So hope that addresses your deepest needs, that gives you reason to continue no matter how hard life is, and that promises you eternal good, is only ever found vertically. Perhaps it's not enough to say that hope is found in God and his covenant promises, that surely is true, but more needs to be said. Hope really does rest on the shoulders of the one who is the fulfillment of all those covenant promises. It is not enough to say that reliable hope is hope in Jesus. The message of the Bible is more powerful and pointed than even that. Reliable hope is Jesus. In his life, death, and resurrection, your life is infused with hope. The grace of the cross is not just grace that forgives and accepts, but grace that also supplies you with everything you need until you are needy no more. And what does this hope produce, according to the Titus passage? It produces a brand new way of living. Because the one who is hope has infused my life with hope. I do not have to search for hope any longer and can now give myself to a life of good work. Do you know this hope? If not, a good first step towards finding it would be to gather with other believers this Lord's day to worship the one who is your hope, to find hope, to find him.
0: It's beautiful. It is. It made me think of the story of like the greatest skeptic, the doubting Thomas, whenever he, you know, I'm paraphrasing, essentially said, I'll believe that Jesus has been risen from the dead whenever I see it whenever I see him and I can put my finger where the holes would be on his wrists, right? Um, And then whenever Jesus does appear to him, he drops to the floor and says, my Lord, my God. And his response tells you something really interesting. He didn't ask another question, right? As in like, I'm still still skeptical. His hope was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I had heard a sermon about this topic and the pastor was talking about how, I don't know if Thomas was really, that much doubting as much as he was afraid to get his hopes up. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who I typically get afraid to get my hopes up um because I think I'm am afraid of God let me down. I don't want I don't want that image of God to be hurt in my own mind and so if I don't really ask for much I can't be let down, you know? And I I, I think it's just a you know, an issue that I have that I can continue to work on, but it's just a it's a reality. And I as you were reading, I had this almost, um, this sounds weird. You guys just you, you guys are used to dealing with me, right? Is everyone I hope everyone shook their head, yes, right? I had this almost like this this like image of a car, beautiful car, had a scratch on it. And I know you all know that feeling of getting like a new phone, a new laptop, a new car, whatever that may be. And you treat it so well, but whenever you get, whenever it gets that first dent or that first scratch, you start to maybe, it loses a little value. Mm -hmm. The phone is still valuable. The car is still valuable, right? But it's just, it kind of took the pressure of trying to keep everything perfect all the time. And I feel like that's what we do a lot of the times in our journey in life. Mm We look, we, we, we build this idealized version of life of this is what my spouse is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be perfect. By the way, this is what my job I'm supposed to work. Is it going to pay me this much money? And I only, I'm only going to work one hour a week. You know, we build this idealized version of our life of how many children we want, where we want to live, how we want a vacation, what things we want to do and experience. And then when our hope isn't met, our expectations are not met, we lose hope. We have a negative interaction with this and I think what the devotional, what the author pointed out really well is, hey, don't forget this world's broken. Mm-hmm. Don't forget there's no perfect person. There's no perfect family situation. There's no perfect vacation. There's no perfect bank account. There's no there's no perfect anything aside from Christ and his Holy Spirit working inside of us, perfecting us into his image. Yeah. And I think for me in that moment, I saw the car with that scratch as beautiful again. But it took the pressure of me away from having to keep it perfect. And so that analogy, what it means to me is that, hey, just because that car has a scratch in it doesn't mean it's less valuable. It means that I don't have to worry about having everything my way all the time. I can let go of the pressure. I can enjoy the car for what it is, scratches and all. Mm -hmm without feeling depressed that it's not the exact way I had pictured it to be in the first place. yeah. So does that make sense? No, it
1: does. Absolutely. And also something that I feel like God's really taught me in this area is we have to pray for our hearts to be aligned with God's desires, because I feel like we can place our hopes and like these worldly things. Like I'm praying to God for this worldly desire that I have. Mm -hmm. And when he doesn't fulfill this worldly desire that I have, I'm now placing that on God as if he didn't answer my prayer correctly or the way that I expected him to answer it. And it's like, Well, I put my hope in the wrong thing because if my hope is truly in Jesus, then however he answers my prayer is good because he is good. So if that's a no, if that's a maybe, if that's a wait, or if it's a yes, it's good because it's Mm. God, but it's my hope is in him first And seeing him glorified through the situation and knowing that he will be glorified through the situation because he will take all things and make them good according to his will, his glory for our own good, right? And so it's like, okay, I'm praying for this one thing and it doesn't happen. And so maybe I'm let down that that didn't happen, but my hope is in Jesus. So because it didn't happen, that just means he has something better, Because it's God, right? And so I think it's remembering that our faith life, our prayer life, it's not dependent on if God comes through with every yes we're asking for. It's God, align my heart with yours in a way that I desire the same things that you desire. Because I know that I will only ever desire the same things that you desire through the power of your Holy Spirit, So please, Lord, make me so in tune with your Holy Spirit inside of me. Help me surrender all of the worldly desires that I have. Help me break those things off of me so that as I'm praying, I am praying according to your will through your spirit. And guess what, you guys? If we're praying... For the things that God desires, we'll probably hear a lot more yeses Mm -hmm. than if we're praying for all of these worldly desires that we think we want but are actually not good for us. Because guess what? God is not going to deliver on promises he never made. And so we have to go back to his truth. We have to go back to his character. We have to remember where our hope actually is. Mm -hmm. And I think it will bring us a lot more satisfaction in life and a lot more contentment inside of our circumstances. If we remember that we serve a good God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things to follow that is to always assume the best of God. Yes. That's what we were told on the day we got married. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true for our relationship with the Lord, where if things aren't going our way, we need to assume the best of Mm -hmm. God and be like, okay, God, okay, this didn't happen, but what is happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pray out? Yeah.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, will we pray today that you would help us, Father. If there's any idols in our life, if there's any things on our heart that we have been desiring more than you, Father, that you would help us tear them down, God, that we would recognize them um, and that we would place you higher, that we would honor you more, Father. Would you help us today, uh, align our will with your will to place our hope in only you father in only things of eternal value and not things that we find horizontally father it's so easy to get caught up in things of this world but would you help us stay focused on the things that matter most to you we pray this in Jesus name
0: Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Now it's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord.
1: Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece.
0: And don't forget that we love you.
1: We love you guys, and we're talking to you
0: tomorrow. Tot teams.